Hello, and welcome to Save Your Bacon, a device comedy podcast where we think we're helping. My name is Will. And my name is Zane. And just to show you how much we care, we have paper master degrees in therapy taped loosely to our walls so you can tell we're both professional and self-sufficient. That's right. Zane, how are you doing right now? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? But question-wise, specifically... <laughs> Question-wise, does that mean you have a question for me? That just means, do you have any questions for this episode, Will? You know, uh, the answer to your question is not great. Uh, on my end, I don't have any questions. And so we have dedicated this episode to being a field day for Zane. If you can see him right now, he's doing a dance over FaceTime. And he is just elated to both embarrass me for not having any questions and also to be able to just ask all the questions in the world that he wants to so I don't, let's get to it i don't think there's any problem with you not having questions i'm just excited because i get to read all of my questions right now i have such a good friend in zane all right what's up? <laughs> you sorry okay here's your first question this question comes from reddit user missing remote and the question is how do I keep my kids quiet so that I can watch Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and follow the plot? <laughs> How do I keep those dang dang kids quiet for once? I got I got D The Rock G, uh, G for Johnson over G here. G for Johnson. Yeah, D The Rock G <laughs> over here jumping skyscraper to skyscraper probably. I don't know how the movie goes. I couldn't follow the plot. I couldn't shut my own yeah. kids up. But now, yeah. he, now he wants to watch the movie follow the plot but he's got to keep the dang kids quiet so that he can follow the plot how do you do this what are your best methods for keeping children quiet <laughs> my best methods is not having them i wake not up and i'm happy a i good preventative cycle for having your kids be very quiet now missing remote i don't know if you're past the stage where you cannot have kids yet or not <laughs> if you can if you can just not have kids altogether, that's your best bet for sure then you can watch all Fast and Furious movies, all of Rampage, all of Skyscraper, as much as you want, the new Jumanji, whatever you want, the old football film with Madison Pettit or whatever in it that he looks after the little girl when he's a football player, all of Rock's movies, even the episode where he was in Hannah Montana, you can watch it all and just enjoy it and follow the plot super well. <laughs> he was in Hannah Montana? He was in an episode of Hannah Montana, yeah. There were a lot yeah, of people that was... Uh, yeah, it's sometimes I get mixed up if they were in an episode of Hannah Montana or Sweet Life of Zack and forget, Cody. You forget which one is Hannah Montana, which one is Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's the wig, man. It throws me off when it's the wig. Um, when she takes it off, I just can't tell whether it's D Rock G or Hanny. Um, so uh, <laughs> Hanny's the Rock Montani. <laughs> yeah, Hanny the Rock Montani. Um, new title. That was easy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well so the, first the off way that, yeah go ahead this is another method if you really want you're in luck that you're listening to our podcast right now and that you sent this question to us on purpose and we didn't just happen upon it um i can really quickly give you a rundown of skyscrapers plot and we can just tell you here so that as you listen to this podcast you can just get the plot directly um spoilers intact and then call it good all right so d the rock g it's it's all about a seemingly ideal day turns disastrous when san andreas's fault triggers a devastating magnitude 9 earthquake in the largest in recorded history as earth cracks open buildings start to crumble that presumably the skyscraper d the rock g goes on a search and rescue helicopter pilot mission i'm sorry this is the movie san andreas wait are you are you serious yep 
Let me just move on to actually Skyscraper. Global icon, D The Rock G, headline... <laughs> headlines this headlines this action adventure as a man who keeps people at a distance but shares an unshakable bond with George, the extraordinarily talented, incredibly rare albino silverback gorilla. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the movie Rampage. <laughs> I can't tell what's real and what's not because I don't know the plot for skyscraper. Let me just let me just let me just start over and actually tell you the plot of, of the movie Skyscraper. Okay. With Dom and Letty married, Brian and Mia retired, and the rest of the crew exonerated, the globe-trotting team has found some semblance of a normal life. They soon face an unexpected challenge when a mysterious woman named Cipher forces Dom to betray them all. Now they must unite. Not skyscraper. How do you know? They must I'm unite to bring home the man who made the family and stop Cipher from unleashing their chaos. You're right. My bad. That was the fate of the Furious. Oh my gosh. Let me just move on really quick to, uh, okay, this is Skyscraper. So as an LAFD search and rescue helicopter pilot, my bad, that's San Andreas again. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I was just about to say, you could be four times, I'm going to be so mad. To, to accumulate all the knowledge that we've just learned, Skyscraper is about somebody's trapped in this uh, skyscraper. So D the Rock G and his pet gorilla man climb up the skyscraper to get in there. But oh no, San Andreas's fault is cracking. So they're so they're falling into the skyscraper. Thankfully, a herd of cars are coming down the road really quickly. Kachow says Vin Diesel in his whatever car he drives in the Fast of the Furious movies. Also, Madison Pettit's there and is like, "Hey, I know what football is." <laughs> Because of that one football movie. <laughs> and, oh. and in the end, they all look at you dead in the camera and say, it's all San Andreas' fault. And they cut the <laughs> And then at the end, at the end, when they get out of the uh, the skyscraper and Ditherak G saves the day, he says, I'm not actually Ditherak G. He takes off the wig and says, I'm actually Hanny the Rock Montani. <laughs> Hanny the Rock Montani. <laughs> I have learned through the household that I live in the most creative solution to kids uh, having to get through kids uh, during things you don't want to have to get through, and that's Benadryl. Benadryl is your best friend <laughs> to just hand out like candy to the kids and let them just snooze away whatever you need to get through. You can put the Benadryl in candy. You could just tell them it's Benadryl, and Whoa. when they say, what is that? You could just say, try it candy. and figure it out. <laughs> just candy. Benadryl is candy. You can teach them from an early age that Benadryl is candy. And, whenever... and they say, Mom, I'm sick. And they say, okay, here's your candy, and you go away. Yeah, there you go. I have, I have allergies. Here's your candy. Here's your soup candy. On, because... ha <laughs> on Halloween, they go around trick-or-treat. Here's your candy. Where's my Benadryl, says the Where's kid. Where's my Benadryl? Do you guys have any Benadryls in this? Yeah, I see there's a lot of good stuff in this bowl here. And it says, you said take two. But could I just take one Benadryl? Please, do you have any Benadryl? What are you feeding your kids? Candy. Where's my Benadryl, lady? Give me. I really have a sweet tooth today. Oh, really? May I help with that? Sure. Can you give me some Benadryl? No, I can't. Sorry. That's... That's a sin against man, mankind. Yeah, okay. That's that's all I thought of because I think that's a, a genius way to get through the things you don't want to get through with children. I like the idea of skewering and re re stitching together all these different Dwayne Dwayne the Rock G movies 
um, in order to make one very interesting movie that might actually catch your children's attention. Or you can just tell them it's a documentary about when you were just what life was like when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, hey, that if you look closely at minute 39, 54, and 112, you can see me in the background because this is a documentary of my life. <laughs> and if you look also really close, uh, Dwayne turns into a rock for like three three whole frames. Whoa. Whoa. And like when he's jumping, when he's jumping from something to something, it's just a rock flowing across the screen. Yeah, you just don't notice it because it, it's not that different. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's sort of Dwayne shaped. He does and resemble so a rather large air, boulder. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a boulder. Yeah, I wonder where that comes from. Okay, sounds good. I think. I hope we helped. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine, could you imagine if he was a boulder, if people just started calling Dwayne the boulder Jolder? Dwayne the boulder Jolder. <laughs> Dwayne Jolder. <laughs> Dwayne Jolder. I'm Dwayne Jolder. My name's Dwayne Jolder. I'm here to, for the part of Hanny Montani. <laughs> Hanny Montani. Dwayne Hanny Montani. Okay, sounds good. I hope that helps. Zane, do you have another question for me? Of course I do. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay, this question comes from Lupus Boulevard, and the question is, is it hard to get out of a hunter's net trap? There's context. I've seen lots in shows of (laughs) nets being thrown at people and them having a hard time to get out of it. Is it really hard to get out of? Have you ever tried getting into a shirt that doesn't fit right? <laughs> Have you ever tried just getting on your regular old shirt? You're like your regular cotton, like large size shirt and being like, oh no, I'm trapped like halfway through because you did something wrong. Absolutely. It's like that, except with real like stuff that's supposed to keep you out because you push too hard on the shirt. It's just going to break. And these nets aren't supposed to. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you get into a shirt wrong and instead of like, oh, I should back out and try again, you think I'm just not pushing my head through the presumed head hole hard enough. So I got to try again. And then you're just ruining your shirt. If you're if you're just trying to like if you get into a hunter's net trap, you're obviously not falling into the net trap like prepared. You're not. Yes. Perfect. My my pocket knife is perfectly meant for now because I was expecting this. That's you're, where I bought my knife boots. You're gonna. <laughs> Every video game has led me to believe that at one point in my life I will need knife boots or knife or boot guns. Boot guns are gonna be very helpful. If you have boot guns and you're trapped in a hunter's net trap, easy peasy lemon. Getting out of that thing is gonna be super squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> easy peasy lemon, no more net. <laughs> easy, easy peasy, easy as lemons. <laughs> yeah, easy as lemons. Um, yeah, I think that uh, boot guns are probably your answer if you yeah. want to get out because you said how easy is it? If you're using your teeth, it's gonna be kind of hard. I mean. I always bring a blowtorch also. Yeah. I have my gun boots and my blowtorch when yeah. I go on Amazon rainforest hikes. Yeah. Um, just in case I need to cause some unexpected deforestation or shoot a silverback gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you happen upon a D the G movie. Do the G movie and need to shoot some gorillas. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall it's going to be tough. You're not going to be prepared, as Zane said. Your arms are going to be wonky. They're going to be behind you. Your face is going to be shoved into it, and you're going to be more worried about get my nose out of this net hole than you are about getting out of the actual net. Let me just throw down some scenarios of what to do with what you will have in the random happenstances this happens to you. Let's say you're going out to the middle of the woods for a nice romantic picnic. 
And you you said, hey, cute girl I've never met. Here I go into the woods 5 p.m. with this very wonderful picnic I've actually prepared. I've got the bottle of wine. I've got the bread. And I've got the cheese. That's all you need. That's really all you need. You're out there. Bread, all of a cheese, sudden. wine, yeah. Uh-oh. Bad deal. Hunter's net. You're trapped. Let's say the hunter's net's made out of rope. Thankfully, in this scenario, don't worry. I've got you covered. You've got wine. Tell the rope to loosen up a little bit. Then you're going to get out just, <laughs> just fine. <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying the wine is going to loosen up the rope because it loosens everyone up? Yeah, the wine's going okay, to wine's gonna loosen the rope up right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. You're setting up. You're you're preparing it. You're mm-hmm. setting it down. Mm-hmm. But you go and you set it down right on this dang net. And yep. my, my loaf of Wonder Bread and my craft singles all go in the <laughs> air. My cheer wine is flying. And maybe you should bring a, a glass bottle with you in mm-hmm. some way. Because then, then it'll break as it's going up. And it will slice you open. But it will cut the net <laughs> as well. It's It's a lose-lose situation. Everybody loses. The thing that Except they you win because you're out of the net. The thing they never tell you though is once you get in this situation, uh, and you finally get out of the first net. The reason I say first net is there's a good chance that if you're not careful, you're about to take a foot long step into your second hunter's net, in which you will have lost everything that you had used to get out of the first hunter's net. Now that can when be I, cool. yeah. When I was a Boy Scout for the one week that I was yeah. in first grade, before my parents told me that it was getting in the way of my grades. I um, was taught first thing that uh, hunters traps always travel in packs. And so that's why you can't trust it when you just talk on one hunter's trap and get out because your cheer wine bottle snapped and, and broke and cut open the net. You're going to fall and you're going to say, wow, lucky me. I only have a large piece of glass stuck in my eye. You're going to start walking and you're going to get caught up again. And there's no getting you out this time. That's true. If you're if you were a Boy Scout at one point, then you've already got your BB gun and your arrowhead and and your sugar cubes on you at all times. So you're you're ready. And also, are you a Boy Scout? Zane? Yeah, I was a Boy Scout for years. Now the thing that you're also gonna have on you is not your pocket knife, but the soap that you continuously cut into a shape with your pocket knife. <laughs> So, now, did you actually do that? Yes, all the time. When I was waiting for really? when I was waiting for things, they'd give us a pocket knife, and I would take a bar of soap, and I would start scraping out letters. I I made my name in soap, uh, with my pocket knife. That was what? the only that was the only thing I ever. I thought that was just something cool people do in prison. No, not well. I mean, they I guess soap. if I go if I go to prison, I'm ahead of the game. They're gonna be like, hey, I can't wait to see this guy try and make something out of the. Whoa, he's made his whole name out of soap and like. Five minutes. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, he must have been a Boy Scout from the ages of eight to eleven. And that's what's gonna make me king of Wild. prison. So yeah. to answer your question, not that hard to get out of the net. Hope that helps. Do you want another one, Will? Do you want another question? I do. I okay. was waiting. All right. This question comes from Reddit user Zach Carlson, and the question is, I know it's Zach Carlson. All right. This comes from him. I'm dead serious. This question comes from that guy, and the cool. question is. Can exciting animals come back? <laughs> can they come back? Can 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 exciting animals come back? Already? Oh, exciting! Yeah, can exciting animals come back? And, and there's context. Um, I was wondering if animals that go extinct can come back if their common ancestor is still alive. For example, just to like fight it out yeah, in an arena, if, you know. If humans went extinct, is it possible that another offshoot of monkeys could lead us to having humans again? When I think of fun animals, I always think of mammoths, 
and just larger chickens in general. Question. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect you I to hear say chickens. Like... I hear chickens are just relatives of dinosaurs, so I just imagine they were just larger bigger chicken. chickens. Yeah, yeah. Just chickens, but like three feet tall instead. What, what, came, what came first, the dinosaur or the larger chicken? Or the larger chicken. That's a good question. Can we get larger chicken back already? I want larger chicken. <laughs> I'm a big plane. Can we get something exciting? What uh, are you thinking, Billy? I'm thinking larger chicken. <laughs> just think, what do you want it back for? Are you just going to be like, is it, you want Dodo's back so you can be like, whoa, that's alive. <laughs> is that it? There it is. <laughs> Kiwi. Just like, okay, here's whoa, the Whoa, just like the food. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to pull this card, but there's a good chance you have not seen 10% of all the animals that there are to see. You've maybe seen about 5% of them, and half of that is because of your local zoo. But otherwise... <laughs> But otherwise, you've really seen nothing. You don't know. There could be an exciting out of there, animal out there. Have you ever heard of the cuttlefish? That's exciting. That's pretty. Just saying. Yeah. Have you heard of the normal-sized chicken? I heard that it once came from a larger chicken. Those are good, too. And their ancestry goes back to larger chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe other dinosaurs. <laughs> We're still not sure. The jury is still out. Now I want to know very specifically, Zach Carlson, did you want to bring back the larger chicken just so you could have larger egg. Okay, so Zane, if you had a woolly mammoth, what would you do with that woolly mammoth you would not have done with an elephant that just didn't stink as bad? I because would, it has a lot more fur. I would sleep within its hair. I would <laughs> I would get the lost. Greasy, animal-filled, bug-ridden. Oh, you make it sound like I don't shower my woolly mammoth. <laughs> you I shower take, your woolly I mammoth take care in the of ocean, mine. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> You can take a garden hose, and by the time you get done washing one side, the other side will be dirty. <laughs> if you could have an extinct animal back right now, which one would it be? Uh, saber-toothed tiger. Yeah? What would you do? That was an impulse. I'm sorry. Yeah, are stupid. you... Sh- all right, yeah. Well, all right, quick. Now the no, saber-toothed... I, I would never no, leave my no, home. No, 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 no. Now the saber-toothed tiger is back. How do you survive? <laughs> <laughs> you, not a question you of brought this upon yourself. You brought this upon yourself. It's me never leaving my house and living on the 14th floor of any building. Hopefully not the skyscraper that D the Rock G has to take care of later. Me and my silverback girl live there. We share a a suite. Oh no, you brought back... (laughs) Oh no, the skyscraper's collapsing and the worry is not that you're going to fall to your death. The worry is that if you survive the fall, you will now be an injured boy on the ground surrounded by the now existing Sabertooth Tiger. And as I'm getting eaten up, I'll just say, it's San Andreas' fault and... (laughs) Um, <laughs> I would have I would have the passenger pigeon come back. The passenger pigeon? The ones that the one that takes the notes to and from places. That's not a real thing. You're kidding. No, that used to be a thing. Do you remember people used to send note via carrier pigeon? I'm pretty sure that's a land fantasy novel. No, <laughs> no, this is a real thing. And then they went and then they went extinct. Are you kidding? All right, passenger pigeons get this. Could fly as fast as 60 miles an hour. <laughs> what in the world? They took hours to pass over a single spot, darkening the firmament and rendering normal conversation inaudible. I think you're still lying, and I think that I'm not trying to pull a birds aren't real thing here, but this one isn't. Hey, do you want a fourth question from me? I do want another question. All right, here we go. This question is from TDKG on Reddit, and this question is, Why do I get attached to my Roomba? And there's context. <laughs> Today, I was going to the Reest room, and it's supposed to say restroom, but it definitely says Reest room, and I accidentally stepped on my Roomba, and I felt sad. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, I feel like it's the motion. I feel like I have stuffed animals. I mean, I ha- I've had stuffed animals. Yeah, in okay. The past All where right. I um where I will like step on them or find them after years, and I'll be like in a dusty box, and I'll be like, that's kind of sad. But at the same time. I, I remember being much more sad when the batteries died on my ro- iRobot. Do you remember iRobot? Of course I remember iRobot. Or, sorry, like, I like uh, not iRobot. Like, there was the dog version of it. Yeah, there was the puppy. iDog? It was something like that, and the batteries died on it, and it would, like, walk around on these, like, crappy little wheels, um, if we're thinking of the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it would just make, like, four different noises and do literally nothing and slam into walls, but... When the batteries ran out on that thing, or like it just stopped functioning, I felt like I had lost a close friend of mine. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the motion. Yeah, there's honestly. there's something about the motion that not literally just gives it life, but gives it a reason to be connected to. Like a weird one was, do you remember the like the robot dinosaur? Uh, no. Tell me about it. Okay, I don't remember if it was called Rex Bot or whatever, and it was like. Made around the same time the puppy was made, but then I had also a thing called... It was Rob- made around the same time that puppies were first invented. Yeah, the puppies were created in a lab. Um, sorry, recreated by a lab. A labradoodle. A lab... The 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 type of dog, the lab. Um, Zane, what came first? iRobot or just puppies in general? Definitely iRobot okay, with Will Smith. Um, Will Smith. So there were, there were two things that I had. There was the dinosaur, the robot dinosaur, and then a thing called RoboSapien, which now that I think about it, bad name. <laughs> the the dinosaur was very, very good name. was somehow very easy to get attached to because you could pet it and then there was a chance that it started to love you when you pet it and you were like oh I've got this adorable small dinosaur that really likes me and then the Robo Sapien sucked because it was like you could press any button and then out of nowhere it would just go uh huh uh huh and then it would just start <laughs> dancing and just like, and it could it could do that whenever it wanted and like, <laughs> i okay i don't know if i've ever told you this story but in a similar vein i remember when i first got sims 2 for the first time i was probably like 10 <laughs> years old and my sister wanted to watch me play and i was like yeah cool i did definitely wanted to make an older macho looking male and hit on all the babes but oh, that's yeah. fine i'll just make our family because my seven-year-old <laughs> sister is watching and um i did that i made an entire family and it looked pretty much like us and when you start off the game i didn't know any like the cheats or anything so you don't have very much money and so we got this this crappy little house and the the stove was very bad because it <laughs> caught fire the second day <laughs> like like 40 minutes into playing the game the stove caught fire and because i was still 10 years old and figuring out the game i didn't know what to do so my seven-year-old sister watched our entire family die in a house fire that was started on the second day of living and she cried so hard that my parents uh didn't let me play that game for a very long time and that's how i just thought of the idea of like why do we put so much value on these things that have no meaning at all and no life to them i mean we can put just as much as we would put love into something like a roomba as i don't think you're alone on that i think we all love a roomba it does us good but I do think, you roomba? yeah roombas, you do? roombas rock my dad has a roomba and it's amazing <laughs> and it's just it's like a pet it's literally like a pet a pet okay, that you I, love. Should, I should say the house here i think they do have a roomba all right. That where I live right now, they do have a Roomba, and See, it's fun. There you go. It's like a pet that you love. But on the contrary, there are robot things that are pets that you hate. Best prime example, 
freaking Furbies. Do you remember that? Do you remember a Furby? Yeah, I think those were just around to scare people. Yes. Here, I think the reason that, that we, we make the difference is because Roombas are just there to help you. Yeah. That's literally it. So you're like, oh, my little buddy. You step on it, and you're like, not only am I losing a friend, I'm also losing not having to use a broom. Yeah. But Furbies, <laughs> you gain nothing. <laughs> With a Furby, there are two things that I know that my Furby would always do. It would, at any given time, it would yell, feed me and then you would have to put but you would have to put your finger in its mouth and press its tongue so that it felt like it was being fed which was terrible and terrifying and my dad would also yeah. tell me that that thing it can wake up whenever it wants that's the worst the, robo sapien dance whenever he wants fine Furby waking up whenever it wants. Feed me. Never okay. And I will tell you why. 4 a.m. feed me's are never no, good. No, it's worse. It's worse. My dad would say, like, he would come in to, like, tuck me in or whatever, and that thing would just start shouting behind him, and it would scare <laughs> the hell out of him. But imagine, <laughs> imagine being just a little kid who has this terrible fear that there are monsters under his bed, and at, f at 3 in the morning, when you're starting to fall asleep, this thing on your shelf just shouts, You scared me! And it's... <laughs> Out, oh of, my out of nowhere in its voice it's so scary you're you're so convinced you're finally convinced all right no monsters around i've triple checked Furby everything scared you and then it just yells Tell whatever me, it was and you're just all of a sudden how can you not have a fear that there are monsters haunting you everywhere it's it's the worst thing a roomba does you good but a Furby does you dirty and as we all know roomba never does you dirty because that's the one thing it's good at preventing is is a mess <laughs> Dirt. Yeah, I agree. Way to tie it in there. Thank I feel you. like I can't really, I can't really break that seal open because you just kept it on so nice. Hey, you have any more questions for us? Yeah, I do. You want another? Oh, one? that's okay. I want to give you some middle stuff. Oh, Are you ready shucks. for that? Yeah, you were ready for it that yeah, time. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. You were expecting it. You knew where we we're getting. This is my um, episode. I've been paying attention. This is the episode you've been paying attention, <laughs> looking at the time, the clock. Um. So, anyways, hey guys, what's up? It's Will here. I'm here with the only <laughs> bit of information that I'm actually going to give you, other than just commenting on Zane's question for this episode. <laughs> and I'm here to say that you should check us out on you know all of our platforms. Um, if you haven't already, just in case there's something that's more convenient for you. Uh, a lot of people have heard of this podcast through Apple Podcasts, which I think is where we get most of our downloads from. But people can also check us out on Spotify, and they can uh, download and check out specific clips of all the questions that we ask on YouTube. Uh, we'd also appreciate if you'd rate and review, uh, give us those downloads, like I was saying. There's subscribe and follow options on a couple different things. That really helps us know that you're there. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you want better of. And, of course, send in your questions, Zane. There's so much about this podcast that revolves around the people that are listening to it. Because this question podcast, this comedy advice podcast, cannot exist without the questions or the advice to be given to all of you listening in your beautiful ear holes right now. You can email us those questions at saveyourbaconpodcast at gmail.com. That is saveyourbaconpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can reach us on Twitter or Instagram. Both are the same username. They are at Zane and Will, or you could use hashtag Save Your Bacon and hashtag Zane and Will on social medias. Help us find you quicker and easier. You can DM us probably. You can comment on audiograms if you see those around. 
Emailing us is by far the easiest thing, though, because we'll for sure see it. It'll come right to us if you wanted to use the subject, just like question or whatever your question is. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. We'll read it, and you'll be a part of it, and we'll all have a great time together. Because, guys, each week we can see that the the audience is growing. We can see your questions. We can see any piece of feedback that you give us. And it's wonderful to know that you guys are there because that just means that the podcast is not only fun for us, but it's fun for you guys, which is a whole huge part of the entire thing that we're doing is trying to not just entertain ourselves, but we're trying to entertain all of you, entertain your questions, entertain your thoughts, entertain your minds at six in the morning when all you have to look forward to is just work. But hey, you're going to get a paycheck at the end of the day. And at the beginning of the day, you get to um, listen to us talk about Roombas. All right. And and D the Rock G. That's that's really how your morning should start off is with a little D, maybe some rock and a little G. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Zane. Will, do you want another question? I would love more questions. There you. you go. All right. This question comes from Reddit user. I dropped my throwaway. Oh God! What a throwaway is an account that you don't want any other people to know what mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are. All right. The question is. Oh, it's the question, not the the user. Okay, got it. No, go yeah. The, the question is: Would a person be in trouble? I'm gonna trou- stop interrupting you officially. Okay. 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 Go ahead. The question is: Would a person be in trouble if they dropped their baby? Oh no! <laughs> this keep in <laughs> mind comes it. from I dropped my throwaway. <laughs> There's a comment. Wait, there's context. And it says, as the title states, would someone, in quotes, be in any legal, in quotes, trouble (laughs) if they, in quotes, were to drop, in quotes, their, in quotes, baby? (laughs) Okay. The more quotes that happened, the more confused I got. Is it illegal to be clumsy asking for a friend? (laughs) Okay. So I think you you nailed on the head. It's Okay. We should be a, like, judge show. We should be legal advice at this point with how many questions like that we get but um i just want to say i think this is definitely a big mood thing right big taste it's big taste where it's like you have to decide how you want to react to the fact you drop your baby here's the thing drop your baby not illegal if you drop your baby you say oh my goodness my baby (laughs) and you grab after it and you're like my baby and you run away just like swaddling it um you're okay I think this person might be looking for an out in some way, which is not good, (laughs) but it's definitely a mood thing because like I said, if you, if you just were like embarrassed and just like caring for the baby, yeah, you're good. But if you, if you're just staring a person in the eyes and having conversation with them and you just slowly drop the baby out of your arms and keep on having the conversation with them as it hits the floor, um, you might get arrested. Mm-hmm. I think that that actually might be, and it's really just how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I which think is the weirdest, truest thing. I think if you're the the hard, hard hitting question though is you're asking, is it illegal to be clumsy? I think the real question you should be asking yourself right now is, is your friend a police officer? Is is your friend <laughs> as a cop dropping their baby and now having this internal dilemma of, do I arrest myself or do I pick up my baby? Like. It's one of those big dilemmas of not just, oh, there was not, was there or was there not a cop around? I am a cop. I am around. I saw the whole thing unravel. What do I do next? Yeah, yeah. And I think the idea of, like, if, if you act embarrassed, then people will be like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You dropped your baby. So, Zane, is it illegal to be a bad actor? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fair. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Throw them all in jail. 
that <laughs> in this case it would literally be illegal to be a bad actor i've got i've got a great idea start carrying around a pocket full of of uh powder just white powder and every time every time you drop your baby because i assume it's going to happen often enough that you're asking because you said is it illegal to be clumsy you're not just saying this because it happened once you're saying this this could happen multiple times every time you drop your baby just throw out just a little bit of powder and you say darn flower baby and you just say sorry it's for class (laughs) and you you play it off to the crowd like you dropped a flower child but, yeah, but you put a, really... a couple of double A batteries in its back pocket so that when it drops, they just spill all over the place. And so when and it say, starts, oh, no, when it starts crying, you'll just batteries. be like, huh, the batteries came out, but it's still crying. This thing's defective. <laughs> this sucks. I'm returning it and walk away. We're doing a scary job at helping this person. Yeah, no, that's a really, I think that's a really good piece of advice. I think this is a, yeah, this is a good piece of advice, but I think we can't go too far without scarily helping this person drop their child. We can cut it off with, is it illegal to be clumsy? No. Is it illegal to be a bad actor? Yes. Is it illegal to not be prepared with flour in your pocket? That's questionable. Yeah, because that also ties into the acting. You really got to play up the flour game. Also, if your friend drops a baby that's not theirs, again, clumsy everybody's clumsy oops butterfingers but if you're a bad actor that's not gonna that's not gonna land well for you neither will the baby hey do you want another question i would love another question here we go this question comes from reddit user uh dj nice eva b and the question is is it illegal to steal water from the ocean oh my goodness (laughs) and the context is illegal asterisk and it's as if I were to pump water into a few trucks and take it to another place. Like, to make a personal ocean. To make a personal... Okay, if you went in the ocean and said, this is my ocean, this is Dave's ocean. <laughs> then it, <laughs> this is Dave's ocean here. This is Dave's ocean here. Um, and you used it whenever you wanted. I think that that would not be legal. Because as long as you're not telling everybody else to get out, right? But if you make a personal ocean, you got a lot of stuff. You got a lot of trucks. This is not a couple of trucks to make an ocean, my friend. <laughs> a couple of trucks is a small pond. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm glad that you're already to trucks. Because I feel like step one is like you took a bucket, like one of those sandcastle building buckets. And you, you saw the ocean and you thought, you scoop it up. And you just took the bucket of ocean water. You ran home. You ran to your yard. You threw it in the yard. You saw the the ground soak up the water, and you said, "Progress." And then you ran back to the <laughs> and then you ran back to the ocean <laughs> with your bucket. It was like, "I'm coming, ocean." <laughs> but now you're on the trucks, and now obviously you've got the ball rolling on this whole idea. There was something you mentioned that I'm curious about. If you're in the ocean and you just accumulate this amount of water around you and you just say that from here to here, arm span, this is my ocean, is that okay? Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that if you're actually stealing water, it definitely depends on how much you're stealing, right? Right. Because if you start, if you show up with a cement truck with a big vacuum hose on the other end mm-hmm. that just kind of sucks up water mm-hmm. while other people are beaching, mm-hmm. then I think that some lifeguard is going to have a strongly worded you know talk with you but um i don't know why because there's plenty yeah How yeah much i water mean do you go through you could probably just get away with saying you're just trying to clean the ocean and that you're just I'm a- gonna take it i'm gonna make it good again and i'm bring- gonna bring it back the thing is <laughs> could you just if you didn't want to get all these trucks instead invest in fencing and just fence yourself in in the ocean and mm. claim the ocean as 
Mm. In, for lack of better terms, a plot of land. <laughs> yes, a plot of land. Could you also just dig into the ocean floor mm-hmm. so that the water just comes with you and then just keep on digging until you get below your yard? Right, dig so you make a up. tunnel to your it's house. It's basically a big water tunnel that the water just comes through and now you do have part of the ocean because it's all connected. Question. Question. Would the ocean... Kind of like if you took the the cap out of the drain in a sink and it all started swirling down and whatnot. Um, if you did that, a tunnel from the ocean up into your yard, as soon as you got the hole in your yard, would it all just start draining into there and then like popping out into your yard? And then that's how geysers are born, Zane. <laughs> Old Faithful is really just was a dog named Old Faithful who dug really hard <laughs> in the ocean until it came back up where the geyser is now. That's literally all it is. Thank you, Old Faithful, for your sacrifice. <laughs> it was before Scuba Gear. He died in the making. The que- the poor, un- poor thing. He got right to the end before he collapsed. <laughs> he now floats atop... Because he did the whole thing, obviously. He went the whole way. He now floats atop Old, old Faithful before he, <laughs> he Every, every 12 minutes, the body of the talk old faithful flies up 400 <laughs> feet in the air and falls right back into the water hole <laughs> 68 year old labrador, labrador retriever corpse just lays in the water <laughs> oh there's old faithful again and it's on top of old faithful <laughs> <laughs> And this is Old Faithful Geyser, named after the corpse that lays on it. <laughs> named we, after the dead dog that lays on the geyser itself. We meant to we meant to bury the dog once catch it next to the geyser, bury it next to the geyser. Unfortunately, when we started to dig its grave next to the geyser, we created a second geyser. <laughs> <laughs> we dug too deep trying to make a grave for the dog and ended up making a second geyser. This is Old Faithful 2 in the dead. <laughs> the God. dog blows out of that one half the time, too. <laughs> Tricky dog, Old Faithful, ain't he? Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the way? Oh, my goodness. I don't. We should come back next week with some actual information on water law. Because <laughs> I think that would probably answer a lot of our questions, just knowing... A single bit of information about water law, probably, is my guess. If you had stolen ocean water and you started to create your own personal ocean, would it therefore become open to the public Zane, once it what was... is ocean? Ocean is big water. Big water. What's big water? Big taste. Big taste. No, that's not what I was looking for. Hit me. What is the relation of ocean to pond? Ocean to pond? Yes. All right. If you decided to put a cup of ocean water in your hand, you have created a pond. A cup of ocean water in your hand, yeah. you've created a pond. Yeah. If you drop the water, have you killed a pond? <laughs> <laughs> if you drop the water and it bakes in the sun until it is evaporated in the air, have you killed a pond? Wait, here's a real question. If you take a cup in your hand and create a pond, if you drop that in the ocean, is it now all ocean or is it now a pond in the ocean? A big pond. If I take a <laughs> handful you, of water... Did you just now pond, make the ocean the biggest ocean. pond? I just made it the pond. <laughs> Welcome to the pond. Hey, you guys want to take a chip? We're going to take a cruise. Oh, where are you going on the cruise? The pond. I'm going around the pond. 
Want to tag along? Across the pond. <laughs> All right, hey guys, this is the end of our show. We want to say thank you to our listeners and followers for making this podcast possible. Big thanks again, Pondable. once again, to our question askers. All of which today were thanks to Zane and to our parents who birthed us. This has been Save Your Bacon. My name is Will. My name is Zane. Guys, take it easy. And if it's easy, take it twice.